Hello and welcome to another episode of Snake Way. I am Faden Cross. And I'm Cherry. And this is a Dragon Ball Watch podcast where we're going through all of Dragon Ball for our very first time. We haven't done anything like this. Caught a few episodes here and there. And we decided to make it a thing. Let's just watch it all and talk about it. All of it. But before we talk about Dragon Ball, we like to talk about an anime we've been watching together. That's right. And this week we've been watching Shemai Champlo and the end of the first, second season of Birdie Wing. <laughs> yeah, but let's uh, let's talk about um, Samurai Champlo. Champlo? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Okay. So Samurai Champlo. You recommended this one. Yeah, this is a show that I watched when I was a kid or a teenager growing up. Um, Basically kid. Yeah. And I just really liked it. I Watched it a whole bunch of times, probably mm-hmm. like five or six now. Only watched it the end a couple, but it's really great show. A lot of fun, a lot of awesome samurai battles. This is the uh, same creator as Cowboy Bebop, right? Probably. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought for some odd reason. Let me double check. Yes, it is Watanabe. Okay, yeah, <laughs> he makes good stuff and awesome action. I love how you kind of just inadvertently. Got into both of his really well-known shows without knowing that it was the same guy. He just makes good shows. Fair and Cowboy Bebop's also just universal. It was. I watched it after it being highly recommended for a very, very long time. So yes, <laughs> like it is just super popular. So eventually, you kind of have to get to it. So do you see these two shows on the same level? I need to re. I gotta watch the rest of this one, but. Yeah, I I would say they're they're pretty they're pretty similar levels. I think I end up enjoying Cowboy Bebop more, but I think they're both really really good. Yeah, so far I'm really loving the art style and the uh, the dynamics between the two main characters. I can't remember their names right now. Yeah, Fire and Water. Yeah, Fire and Water. <laughs> fire Nice. If you're faded. <laughs> yeah, I uh, for some reason I described them as Fire and Ice one time, but. I don't know. Fire Same and water principle comes into your mind because of the intro song, which is all like the because there's a point where the the rapper is talking about fire and water, and then uh, the other one flashes on the screen. True. Um, I just think ice. <laughs> yeah, he's ice cool. So. Ice cool. Yeah. So far, it's just kind of a fun graphic adventure story. I, I assume the format's going to be different week, new situation to deal with. Looking for the sun- samurai who smells of sunflowers. Yep. Constantly searching for the samurai who sons of- smells of sunflowers, which the other two really do not understand. I mean, it's not really something that could be easily understood. No. You're looking for a person, they tell you what they smell like in their <laughs> occupation. And that's it. That's pretty tough. I need you to find a cop who smells like a field of flowers. Yep. <laughs> it's Mugen and Jean are our two samurai who are badasses. One's like totally unconventional, let loose chaos fury, and the other is technique focused, just very (laughs) perfect form and sophisticated. Yeah, and their personalities are that too. And so they're the only once they met, they fought for a second, and it was they were the only time they weren't able to kill the person they fought in battle. Yep. So they have an eternal rivalry now, but they both owe a life debt to this girl who, uh. She wants them to hunt, down, wants the them to hunt down the samurai. I she won't let them kill each other until they find it. Yep. I can't wait to see the conclusion. 
I wonder if they'll fight. But yeah, we just got the episode where assassins are sent after them. We have the one gay assassin. <laughs> well, one assassin sent after them. A guy is trying to is trying to is trying to has a grudge against them from the first episode. True. From cutting off his arm. Um so he sent these two he sent one badass assassin and uh big big sad guy. Big sad guy. <laughs> big sad Oh wait, no, this other assassin is the woman. That's right. Who who gives Mugen the poison. Right, that's right. I forget about the, <laughs> the It's it's a very sexual show in a way I also appreciate. It's not like it is hyper sexualized, but it's also not super immature the way a lot of modern anime is about sexuality, it feels like. Sorry, a lot of popular anime. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there. And it's it's interesting because it's, it's, you know, feudal Japan. Right. And so it's like, <laughs> it's basically just all the, all the men are just really fucking thirsty, which describes men pretty much well. And they're very open about it because, well, <laughs> feudal ages, I guess. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Also, everyone's got a sword and... A lot of women don't have swords, so that makes a lot of problems for them. Um, yep. But so far, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Yeah. Should we talk about Dragon Ball? Time to talk about Dragon Ball. All right. We got a wonderful batch of episodes this week. I would say two decent ones and one mid one, personally. Yeah, they're all kind of mid for me, honestly, but it's okay. Yeah, not much of an impact. I just the more we get into it, then I'm like, man, this tower arc should be like three episodes shorter. <laughs> and so, like, I was basically already tired of the, the tower at the end of the last episode. Um, so we're still here for three more episodes, and we're not done. So yeah. that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into episode thirty-eight, five Murasaki's. Fighting a ninja is difficult. Fighting five, impossible. Those are the odds Goku must face when Murasaki unveils his deadly trick of separation. And with five sword-wielding Murasakis on his tail, he'll be lucky to stay in one piece. Yeah, against his clone, Shadow Clone Jutsu. Holy shit. This, so, <laughs> this feels like the thing that inspired Naruto in a way. I think ninjas inspired Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously. I think ninjas multiplying from a dark from the darkness is kind of a ninja trope. Oh fuck! Am I just culturally dumb? <laughs> am I just like? <laughs> am I doing the boss baby thing where that's the only movie I see and I point at any movie and go, "Hey, that's like boss baby." <laughs> I just I think it's like it's a weird because it's kind of been like that trope has been like morphed into like the single power of a ninja to make multiple versions of himself. And, like, I don't know how that transformation from, like, them spawning from the darkness, like, lots of them, right. to, like, that point of, like, one ninja being all the ninjas. True. It's weird. Because Goku even questions it. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I can make, like, after ninjas, like, I can't, like, do shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he actually thinks that he summons five shadow clones because he does yep. this badass, like, Charge up. Charge up. <laughs> and, like, the fucking wind is blowing. I wonder, does he just have, like, absolute weather control over this area? I, I like, yeah. could do cool shit. Well, clearly. So, like... Because he turns off the lights and stuff. And, like, right. Like, the lights turn off, the wind blows, it gets all creepy, he whistles. And so I'm just assuming it's the other Murasakis in the back, like, pulling the levers. <laughs> like, Wizard of Oz style and, like, <laughs> pulling down the horn. In my mind, for some reason, 
they're all five of me is um, all five of them are like off doing their own ninja assassin jobs and when they need each other somehow the whistle just like summons them i don't know why but that's what had what happened in my mind they were summoned which is why it took a while and he had to whistle see i just think they don't separate from each other they're always near each other that'd make way more sense but It'd be cooler if they just instantaneously... They're really fast. Yeah, so, like, the main thrust of this episode is the five Mirasakis, which... <laughs> if we just if we just needed the five Mirasakis instead of most of what happened last episode... <laughs> I know, you could cut all of last episode, and even a part of this one where it's just, like, him running around, throwing shurikens, him and Goku getting, like, a shuriken 3v, like, mat, floor mat fight... I don't know why, but the Ryan Dragon Ball just wanted to do every single possible ninja trope. <laughs> yeah. They wanted a couple of episodes of character. You just have to you have to build it, I guess. There's a piranha plant bit where Goku just jumps over the piranha pa- plants. Plants. Did I say piranha plants? There's a piranha fish bit, not piranha plant. Fuck. Mario movie on the brain. But there's a piranha fish bit. Ramirasaki tries to lead Goku through a piranha fish lake. And just Goku jumps over after an extended bit. It's kind of funny. But it's just so weird. <laughs> and then we get the five Murasakis. Also, we get more random buildup in this episode. There's another, another odd thing in this these three, and, and maybe it happens a couple times in the other ones, but it wasn't as noticeable. Where it's just like we cut back to Suno. I know now, I guess. Oh yeah, and like yeah, the mom, not Snow, Suno. Basically, like talking about or like showing, or like they have this weird B plot the whole time that either is explaining the next upcoming character or is about I don't nothing. I actually don't know, um, but I don't know what any of the Suno parts are really for. <laughs> to remind the audience of the stakes of what Goku's fighting for? I, I guess so, yeah. We need it, because we're fucking lingering in this motherfucking tower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're lingering. <laughs> so Goku gets amp- like attacked by five Murasakis at once. They have like a little after image. Eventually, it like culminates to Goku being chased around kind constantly. Kind of Kind of getting his ass beat. He doesn't really get hit, but he's just, like, on his toes, dodging, like, bullets, darts. Yeah, sword. Chain. He's got his sixth sense, his spidey sense on a thousand against these guys. Because he needs it. He needs it. And eventually Goku decides, hey, I can do after images. And just start picking them off one by one. Yeah, instead of running, he just starts beating them up. Right. We come to find out, hey, this is the five Murasaki brothers. (laughs) Yeah, Goku asks. How are you? How do you make your like your after images talk to each other? Because he still doesn't realize that they're actual people slash clones. Um, yeah, he still thinks they're kind of like after images and they're fake ones. Yeah, Goku thinks it's a trick. Still, it's a trick. It is, but because he's a trickster, right? So like, it makes sense that it'd be a trick. And the trick, and he asks him, "How are you doing this?" He's like, "I'll tell you, but I'm gonna kill you first, and then actually proceeds to actually tell him that it's yeah. the, the five brothers. They're the five brothers. I like the Western sounding one. Yes, there's the one who has a country accent, American country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Goku beats their asses, and yep, chases it around, uh, chases number one around. He says, you sure like to run number one. Yeah. <laughs> Chases them up to the Frankenstein monster we've been building up for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. It, it's well animated, the Murasaki dodging and stuff, too. Yeah, the but... fighting is actually, like, a good, cool fight. Yeah. 
And the father comes back. Suno's father. Yay! I guess he just wasn't killed. He wasn't killed. It was implied that last few episodes, but whatever. Maybe the mother just assumes so. The mother is just... <laughs> she's a downer. But I get it. You're in the cold. Your husband's gone. You have this daughter who brings a strange boy in. It's a downer. It's a downer town to be in. Yeah. But hey, the father is like, you know, the boy's just going to be killed by the most horrifying monster. And we get like a glimpse of this monster in a cage. And it's a Frankenstein looking type guy. Was he? Do you think he's talking about the next episode guy? No. Because it's a seeker, I guess. Yeah. So he's definitely talking about um, we come to find out. Because Marasaki goes to him and is like, I need you, na- Android number eight. Please help me. Please help me. And oh boy, he does look like a Frankenstein guy. Just big, beefy, square head, but flesh color. It's not he looks like a Frankenstein guy. He is a Frankenstein guy. He is a Frankenstein guy. But he doesn't have like the bolts in the head or anything. He just has the stitches in the face. And the exact same head shape. And body And build. hair. Right. So yeah, it's Frankenstein. It is Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Frankenstein. Just like... Just like Android number two that we saw earlier, who's not an android, he's a robot. Is he's a Terminator. Terminator. Like, yeah. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to episode 39, Mysterious Android number eight. Ooh. Proving to be no match for Goku's skills on his own, Murasaki makes a desperate call for reinforcements. He summons the Red Ribbon Army's secret weapon, the monstrous android number eight. But there seems to be a flaw in the android's design. He hates violence! Android 8 defies his creators by teaming up with Goku. Together they must work to survive General White's impossible tower maze. Alone also? Um, he had five brothers. <laughs> to say it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the last Murasaki. He can't do it on his own. I assume this is the same one that started off the fight. It is, because he doesn't have his sword. The other ones have their swords. The other ones have their swords. They don't. Well, one of them uses it once, but they they use other weapons. They have other random ninja weapons. So it's like ominous Frankenstein lightning out. Yes. He also gets introduced with lightning. So like. Yeah. It's it's Franken. It's and it does blizzard out. So I don't know where the fuck this lightning is coming from. (laughs) That's right. It's a blizzard out. It'll be a blizzard after this lightning. Because it's Frankenstein. (laughs) It's Frankenstein. The Frankenstein lightning is required for Frankenstein. Uh, but he, 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 he gets out of the cage. Murasaki's like, I can't find the key to your shackles. And eight, it's just, nah, I'll break out of them just by thinking about it pretty much on my neck. Yep. You just, cat cat breaks the shackles, not only the chains, but the shackles too. And then breaks right. the, the, the neck shackle with just, you know, a little flex. I think he flexes his neck muscles and it just yeah. smashes. Yeah, it's badass. Hates violence though. Hates violence. It's really nice. It's a good twist. I wasn't expecting this. And he's like, no, I'm not I'm not going to fight this little kid. What are you talking about? This seems bad. You should have also taken their village elder. This yeah, is a bad this look, is wrong, guys. guys. <laughs> We're evil. We can't do this. We can't do this. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> and and uh, Mirasaki has a bomb. Yeah, he tries to convince them <laughs> that he needs to follow orders because they're his makers or whatever. Right. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. Goku kicks Mirasaki's ass. Yeah, <laughs> he pulls up and says, if you don't follow directions, I'm going to blow up this bomb. And he's like... Nah, I'm, I'm still not going to do it. I'll die for my... I'll die for... <laughs> Wait, there's a great quote Murasaki has. Murasaki tells Android number eight, Your job is to spread mayhem, not, not philosophy. philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like Socrates himself, willing to die for his principles. Yep. 
Thankfully, Goku kicks Murasaki's ass. He says, not today, bitch. <laughs> and so this kind of leads us to Goku going up, being lost in a maze. That's not actually, like, the next floor. It's an in-between floor. Yes. He gets stuck on the in-between, the four and a half floor. Yeah, four and a half floor, a.k.a. the maze where General White is just pressing buttons to switch <laughs> the maze around. It's just... Actually, I've just switched not the maze. The, maze the last bit of the maze. So there's right. only one exit showing at a time. Right. Which <laughs> is a flawed design inherently. Right. But especially if there's two people, mm-hmm. <laughs> which eight, who Goku calls Aider. Aider. Which great name. Very cute. Yeah. I, I love all the moments where Aider is just, I'm so scared. I, I'm a weak little thing. Please don't hurt me. Goku, save me. Goku, save me. I'm weak. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm scared. I don't like violence. I don't like violence, but I will trip this dude. I will trip this dude. <laughs> uh, Aider helps Goku get out, realizes something's fishy. Yes, that, he's leading him to the exit after he ran around for a while, and he's like, "There should be. A, this should be the way out. I've been through here. This, I've seen the floor plans. This is the way out. Um, so he keeps looking around, comes to find out there's the switch that blocks one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just blocking both ways at the same time and just opening when you <laughs> want it to, we, we have this. So, right. We have this. Where, you know, I, <laughs> it's really funny. It's just like a hinge, a wall on a hinge. Just yes, going back going and back forth. Going back and forth on this right angle. And it seems to be corresponding of how many times General White presses a button. He presses it repeatedly when he needs to close the thing faster. I think that's just uh, people being bad at computers. Is it just like pressing A and B while the Pokeball is rocking back and forth trying to catch the Pokemon harder? I mean, does hitting a button harder on a computer ever make it go faster? In my head. (laughs) 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 But yes, you are correct. But he does hit it really hard. I love the interface too because it's like... 16-bit Goku and Aider just on a screen. It almost looks like a Pac-Man maze. Yep. And then eventually, Aider says, you run that way, Goku. And then he does not follow him. Right. <laughs> Basically, goes back to the other one. And so he starts closing it again. Goku get, makes it to the stairs. Goku makes it to the stairs. And Aider, for some reason, has to do like a uh, sick-ass Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah. sideways jump. Slow-mo. Through the closing door. Right. Barely making it. I don't. I felt. I feel like he is strong. This isn't violent to just push the door, or Goku, or Goku. I don't know why Goku didn't just start breaking walls. Yes, he was getting lost in the maze. Or, or do what he does at the end of the next episode, which is just go up, not through the stairs. That is good question. (laughs) So, as Ader and Goku are going up the stairs to the fifth floor, Ader points out, "Well, this is the fifth floor, but there's no way to get in." It's a secret bad place. It's sealed off. Sealed off. Then they go to the top floor where General White's at. Yep. And General White get, hits him with the trap door. Hits him with a trap door. And he gives him he gives he gives Aider one last chance to join the Red Ribbon Army and yep. take out Goku. And he's like, No. No. I can't. What? <laughs> you I'm should give the villager back. Yeah, give the village elder back. You jerk. Aider's a nice guy. I like Aider. Aider's cool, yeah. I had I'm worried about his his time on this earth, but I uh, yeah no. Ader has death flags. I have never seen him again. Also, I've never seen Ader. Heard of him? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not a he could, well. <laughs> who, he, knows? who knows? Who knows? It. 
I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we got into Dragon Ball Z and they just dropped Dragon Ball characters. No, sure. But I know a lot of Dragon Ball characters. True. And I don't know I've Aider. I've never heard of this guy. I, I, I know a lot of androids with numbers, too. And I do not know Android 8. That's okay. Valid point. Especially <laughs> out of all the Android consideration. So should we get into the last episode today? Episode 40? Episode 40. This episode... Oh, it's a rough one. Just nothing happens. Let, <laughs> let, let's get let's get into the summary. But I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Episode forty, horrifying Booyan. Wait, yeah, Booyan, Booyan. Yeah, because that's the noise it makes. That's right. That's an onomatopoeia, I believe. Fuck. Am I just saying shit? Could have been. I don't know. I could have just made that up. It just feels like an onomatopoeia word, where it's like that's the noise it makes when rubber bounces off. Oh shit. The summary. <laughs> Right, of course. Goku and Android number 8 confront General White at the top of Muscle Tower, but the wily General send the duo tumbling through a trapdoor into the darkness of floor number 5. There, they must face the blubbery monster Booyan, a hideous beast with only one thing on his mind, turning Goku into his next meal. (laughs) I mean, that's it, really. Yep, that's it. There's this, like, weird pink guy... This massive, like, slightly, it's kind of slightly fatphobic. It's a little weird, honestly. It's primordial boo. It's, it's biblically accurate boo. I don't remember who, I don't remember who creates boo, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Red River Army. So, <laughs> in my mind, this is primordial boo. <laughs> I like how he's we're just... hungry. He has the same pink tentacles that do things that zap people. You know, it doesn't turn into candy, but it's primordial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, the, yeah, this <laughs> Booyan guy just really wants to eat Goku. Slobbering, green tongue, has lightning zappers. Mm-hmm. Little tentacles. Goku has a hard time fighting it because anytime he punches him, he just gets absorbed in and shot back. Yep, he's just rubber man. He's just rubber man. I feel like I'm missing something, but no, this really is it. He basically just does this for a while. Yep, tries really hard to beat him. Hits him with everything he's got. Bounces off the walls mostly. Right. Eventually he gets desperate after running away from the lightning. Tries. Oh, oh he, he gets eaten. He gets yep. still the old. Ooh, we thought he was going to beat him up from the inside. Right. We thought, yeah. Goku gets eaten at one point. We think he's going to beat him up. Yeah. I was waiting for the Kamehameha light to just come like bursting out of him. Or the power pole. The power pole extends. Shout. And he just gets like pinned to the ceiling or something. Right. But instead Goku just is able to get out by uh, opening the jaw. And jumping out. And jumping out. It's always a good shot, it's though. It's a great shot. I really love it when a character does that in this show. This happens a few times. This we saw it earlier in the tower fight when he gets grabbed and he breaks out of the grab. The, the exact same it's way. The exact, exact same. Yes. <laughs> Except horizontal. Horiz- right. Instead of vertical. Yes. You are right. It is really funny how much it's the same thing. Goku loves to be in the struggle. Goku thinks about it, though. Goku has a thought. Big think. He big talks think. to himself a little bit in this in this big thinking. He does a really cool like he like crosses his arms and just like stance wide and nodding in his head while yes, smiling, yes. going, Yeah, 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 that should yeah, that should work. That'll do it. That'll do that it. will do it. I really He's coming did... up with a fifteen step plan. Yeah, I really did it's not a fifteen step <laughs> plan. 15 it's step one plan. it's a one step it's plan. It's a one step plan, but <laughs> it took a lot of deliberation. For Goku? It's a lot. It's a lot. He had to think about the cold. And, right. Oh, okay. The real key. So he's like, how do I beat this guy? He's just so blubbery. And he gets a flashback <laughs> to Suno say, talking about how he found Goku in after the wreck. And he's like, he's frozen stiff. <laughs> yep. That's a saying. 
But Goku takes it literally, <laughs> and luckily it works. Also, it wasn't really a saying because he was frozen stiff. He was literally frozen <laughs> stiff. And I guess it's not a saying because you do freeze stiff. <laughs> Are you just discovering frozen stiff is literal and figurative? Yes. <laughs> or it's maybe it's literal and exaggerative. Most yeah, of the that's time. fair. Okay. So yeah, Goku uh, punches a hole through the wall. I do love this part. He hides in Andrew, uh, Andrew, Android number eight's coat. Aider. He hides in Aider's coat. He hides in Aider's coat. And Booyan just freezes. Yep. Goku kicks him and he shatters. One good kick and he shatters. And Goku's like, hell yeah, beat his ass. Yep. Now that I won't, I almost lost, I'm on the last bit of my strength. Cause I was super hungry and I did come in a man wave. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna, this was a deep, floor by the way he fell 60 feet like pretty long ways so he just jumps really hard as hard as he can and just headbutts through the ceiling to get back up to the sixth floor yep he uh, gives a power pull uh, extension lift for uh Aider. don't know why he couldn't use that instead of his head but goku he, he used all his brain power in that last move so. he he <laughs> used his head and now he needs to use his head it's true <laughs> And yeah, he's about to confront General White. It's it's about to happen. Oh, and while he's helping up Aider, yeah, Aider with the power pole, General White's like, "You should never let your guard down!" And grabs the pistol and shoots him two times in the back. And Goku's <laughs> like, "Ow! They really fucking hurt! <laughs> Stop that! Stop shooting me!" And he's like, "Bullets don't even affect you." And he's like, "No, I just said it really hurt." <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's good. General White just seems. Completely unprepared for the ass kicking he's gonna receive. Somehow he watched the ass kicking all his fucking homies have just received. He must be strong. I'm doubtful. Last time the red ribbon guy seemed strong, he got wrecked. He and this guy hasn't even been hyped up. He, he hasn't been he hyped, got hyped up. Hyped up like a little bit by like Colonel Silver got hyped up, but White did not really get hyped up. He had a whole weightlifting scene, an ass beating pro boxer scene. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. Uh. I think Miyazaki, Miyazaki says, like, he's the strongest. I can't remember, fucking, I don't remember his name. Mur- Murasaki. Murasaki says some, mentions, like, one time that General White's the strongest. But, yep. like. What does that mean? What does that mean to Goku? <laughs> Nothing. So how do we feel about these three episodes overall? The tower is really overstated. It's welcome. <laughs> yeah, these ones. I feel like this is by far away the longest fight we've ever had for a Dragon Ball. Yeah, this is just for one Dragon this Ball. This is one Dragon Ball. And I, not even really. No. No, it isn't. This is just dealing with Red Ribbon Army in this area. That yeah, this is a like sure it doesn't advance the plot much, but it also just feels like it's just dragging. I like I'm starting I liked to it at the beginning, but I'm just like Sheesh. I'm starting to miss some characters. This tower is feeling really tall. Like really, yeah. really tall. <laughs> when you have half floors I mean, are you kidding me, half floors? Just say this is floor five. And then floor six is the one you don't go to. And then it's floor seven. Not nah, this is floor four point five, idiot. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's such a small nitpick, but it's just a weird thing. It just feels like it goes on. We don't need the maze. No. The maze isn't necessary. The I mean, maze like, is there to so Andrew. We see Andrew eight turn to his side in a yeah. non-violent way. A Aider is okay. I do okay. We don't need major. Uh, Metalotron. But also, the, the, that labyrinth could have been so much quicker because it could have just been, oh, Goku, there's a labyrinth on the next floor. Let me help you through it. Instead of, like, Goku just, like, 
yeah, going to by through himself. the maze for like yeah. five minutes. Oh man, there's so much just empty energy scenes in this these episodes. I think that's the issue. They're just scenes where it's just like they have to come to uh, become futile in its action. They're so inert that they just have to wait for the thing to happen for them to continue on. It it feels like it's just slowing down the slowdown sake. It's real slow. <laughs> Which it, it completely different from how the beginning feels where you're just major Metalatron done in one episode. Murasaki should have been done in one episode. One episode, yeah. Like if I was saying that like I would have really enjoyed the five Murasaki's if we had just cut all of the bullshit from the last episode and just made this one episode. It'd been one good episode. Yep. With a cool ninja fight with Goku. It was like a bit silly, but like, okay, I don't mind being a bit silly if we could be a bit silly for it. For Shorter. One episode. <laughs> yeah, especially if there's so much to, to this tower. So much. This tower's a lot. My endurance is being tapped out. <laughs> uh, so next episodes. God, please be done with the tower. <laughs> You'll like the title of episode 41. The Fall of Muscle Tower. Episode 42, The Secret of Dr. Flappy. Episode okay. 43, A Trip to the City. Okay. So it looks like at least we will have our Dragon Ball. <laughs> yes. So it sounds like next episode we're going to be done. Oh, I think I have, well, not done. I think the next two. True, you're right. Dr. Flappy is probably part of the Tower Red Ribbon Army. Well, I assume th- we're not done with the Red Ribbon Army saga, so. No. This is going to be the last bit of episodes before we're done. So, Cherry, do you have anything you want to shout out, promote, talk about? Any wise advice? No. Okay. (laughs) Um, You can check out my other podcast, Club Flashpoint. It is a monthly gaming podcast where we play a different game each month. This month, we are playing Resident Evil 4. I think if you listen to this, this will be the last chance to send me questions. You can send me questions. On Twitter, at Faden Cross, I sometimes get questions DM to me. Or you can join our Discord, which you can find on the Club Flashpoint episode descriptions. And you can get news and updates there. Easy way to keep track of stuff. So until next time... Go, go, Dragon Ball! I can give you romance. So-